Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. I gotta say, Kanye West and his <laughs> wife Bianca, they are taking Italy by storm, and especially I, her. I'll tell you, at first I thought, what is going on here that it's his wife that he met five minutes ago, and this is ridiculous. I am now, I, I don't even know about the relationship, but I like watching her. I like following well, her. I I'm guess interested what? in her. I, despite the complaints from Italian officials, it seems like a lot of people in Italy kind of are warming up to her Absolutely. a lot. Uh, because they are back in Italy now. I remember they were in England for a while, but now they are in Florence. And out in the street, they drew a huge crowd while Kanye was doing a sort of impromptu uh, photo shoot. And I guess everyone in town is uh, part of it too. But we had to blur the outfit. You could say that that's part of the reason <laughs> there are so many people around. But I also think it's because of Kanye that they're there as well. It's, it is partly because of Kanye, but, but he's they're, but they're making her his muse. Yeah. And they are all witnessing Which, this. by the way, some people are very critical of. Yeah. Because, you know, it's she's a person, not an object. My question is, what is their end game? Because they definitely know that they're being photographed and that all eyes are on them. You gotta keep in mind, it was just a couple weeks ago that they were banned from a Venice water taxi after <laughs> Kanye's butt was showing in, in photos. Uh, but beyond that, they're doing photo shoots in the middle of the street here. They're drawing a huge crowd. Kanye West obviously knows how big of a celebrity he is and he knows if he's taking photos of his wife, what type of attention that's gonna drum up. But what's all that leading to and why is deciding to do it now i have been wondering like what that's a good question this, this I, uh, trek across europe that it's been several months now what's the end game what is the end game is he you know kanye's always got something he's working on is this going to be a film is this going to be I, I don't know or maybe there isn't a point but i i will make one cynical point here which is that it, maybe he thinks this is going to make people forget about the, the anti-semitic anti tirades that he went through. I will uh, say, the longer you don't actually hear, and as much as we've seen them, we don't hear them. You know what I mean? There's not, we haven't heard anything from Kanye. We barely heard Bianca say a couple of words, like just in the background in some of these videos, but for the most part, it's all silent. Yeah. Well, I, I think you guys are completely right. And what I'm curious to see is you see this big reaction that they're getting in Italy. What's the reaction going to be like when Kanye and Bianca come back to the back to the United States? They've been abroad for so long. When they come home, are people going to be as welcoming? Or are they going to say, hey, we didn't forget about those anti-Semitic remarks you made several months ago? That's interesting because it may be that's his play, that he thinks... Just lay low. In, yeah, in, and in Europe, you create a buzz and then you come back to the United States. So look, we have no idea whether that's his MO here, but there's something up. I mean, he's doing this obviously for yes. a reason. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be some end He's doing here. something. This is Ashley Duncan here in Dallas, Texas. I feel like Kanye West cannot stay out of the spotlight. And I feel like I didn't hear a lot about Bianca before she got married to him. Right now she's looking stunning in her dress. I feel like he finally is kind of like not only shining a spotlight on himself, but really her. He even put a little spotlight on her when he made a song about her since sorry, the overload. Um, so I feel like, I, I don't know, it was kind of like a sweet moment. But, you know, with the anti-Semitic thing, I feel like he's really trying to make up for the things that he's doing. Um, so who knows what his mentality is? Maybe he's. Like you said, maybe he's hoping that this will all go away with as many positive headlines as possible. We will see. We will see. But he's up to something. 
Yeah, uh, we're gonna move on. Yes, to a couple of uh, reality stars who are going after the governor of California hard. Yeah, very hard. Uh, David Foster's daughters, Erin and Sarah, who of course you'll know from the family reality show, were speaking out about a, a proposed new law here in California. And I will say, if this law pass, passes, I, I will be shocked, but it basically is an eat the rich. I know, you're, you think that it's definitely going to pass. Well, eat is not the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's another word I could use. Um, but it is going after billionaires, essentially. Um, people... No, it's not billionaires. It's anybody who makes more than, more than 30, $30, million. $30 million or they have $30 million. If you're making of, $30 million, of, you're probably a of billionaire. Not necessarily, of unrealized income. No, but, no, I'm just saying, not necessarily. There are right. a lot of people... You know, a lot of movie stars are worth 100 million, 200 million, whatever. If it's unrealized money, for example, if they have a stock portfolio that they grew over time, and then they decide, screw California, I'm moving to um, another state that does have an income tax, say, California wants to say when you realize that money, in other words, when you sell the stock and make all that money, They're you, you grew it in California, so California is going to get its paws on it. You may have to pay taxes in the other state as well, but that's the bill before the legislature. These two women Most went nuts over it. You know what Newsom's trying to do now? I, th I mean, I think it's Newsom. I blame everything on Newsom. Is they're trying to um, oh, pass a bill. Charge you for leaving. Where if you leave the state because you're like, I'm unhappy here, crimes through the roof, the public education isn't great. Like I want to, I, I want to leave. They are you? no, yeah, well, yeah. They're trying to pass a bill where you have to pay for ten years. That's insane. Taxes. Newsom is like the worst. Yeah, I hate him. Like actually the worst. We met him in the Bahamas once. It's really um, up what's happening here, and I think that. It's like, is the goal to be Venezuela? Is the goal to be a socialist state? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Whatever the goal is, I am getting a place in Nashville. Look, they have their opinions, and they obviously don't like Gavin Newsom. I don't believe this is his bill. I believe it's been proposed in yeah. the legislature, number one. Number two, their facts just aren't right. They gave sh very short shrift to, to the bill itself. They never mentioned that they're the, the uh, wealth threshold of $30 million and up annually. They never mention that. They say 10 years, but it's only if you realize the money you've earned within the 10 years of leaving the state. So it's not like you have to pay income tax in California if you go to work in another state. And so we can say what we want. Well, about you would have to pay income tax on what you realize from that stock portfolio or whatever else it is. You would have to pay it. You would have to pay it, yes, it, it, yeah, assuming you meet the minimum thresholds. But the, what, the, what the people who proposed the bill have said is that, look, you've taken advantage of California's uh, uh, businesses. You've taken advantage of California's residents in order to build this up. You've taken a, uh, advantage oftentimes of California tax breaks that are given to business, businesses in order to amass your wealth. And therefore, if you're just going to leave the state and then sell it moments later, California has a right to sell Well, they didn't say moments later, Jason. They said, Within I think the next it's 10 years. Yeah, well, that's right. not moments. That's 10 years. Uh, moments, I, I talk in geographical time. Well, yeah. and also, <laughs> if they want to do something like that, then do it to everybody. I mean, seriously, if you're going to say you... But you, they're, you, yes, you, they are going, I mean... Look, so this California, is an eat the rich California bill. has more uh, more billionaires than any other state, and yes... But it it's is not the billionaires, rich. Charles. It's not. Okay, I, I'm, my point is there are a lot of very, very wealthy people. The here. reason... And I, yes, they're going after the rich. But I, the, I, I, I all I'm saying is that there's a principle here that I think is bigger than the particular individuals that are being targeted. 
they kind of lost me when they said, oh, I think we met them in the Bahamas. <laughs> I mean, that's right. a little hoity-toity. You're name-dropping, even though <laughs> right. you hate the guy. <laughs> right. You hate him, but you still had to do the name-drop. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we hung out with him in. Hi, I'm Kat from Tampa, Florida. I go by Collie Cat Online. So they're complaining about how if they move to Nashville to avoid California taxes, they have to verify the fact that they live in Nashville by having things like groceries being from there or medical care. And in their words, we would have to pay to avoid paying taxes to properly move to Nashville. Tax evasion is bad. Yes, if you're registering in a different state to circumnavigate paying taxes, you should have laws against that. And the people who can't afford having multiple houses in different states are going to, you know, they don't get the choice, right? So yes, he's the worst, but really only for people like them. Aaron and Sarah saying he's socialist, uh, comparing 7% taxes with 35% taxes, not fair. Can I ask you something? Suppose somebody bought Google. <laughs> Here we go. No, suppose somebody bought Google for way like- Way back in the day. Way back in the day. And they're not particularly wealthy beyond the fact that they bought this Google stock and they kept it. They lived in California for 25 years and they said, we want to retire in, I don't know, Texas. South Dakota or whatever. And they, they move when they're 65, 70 years old and they eventually sell it and they have $50 you wrap million. This up, please? <laughs> I mean, you think. Sure, the young woman has so those, to do. So those people should have to pay taxes. I'm not talking about people that are trying to game the system. There's somebody who just moved. Should they have to pay that? Yeah. Uh, well, can they afford food? Can they afford housing? I'm sure they would more than likely be able to afford the minimum things that they need. It's really the luxuries that are being taxed here. Oh, no, I can't afford a billion-dollar yacht. Get a million-dollar yacht, dude. I'm not going to be sympathetic. And by the way, the person you're talking about, this is so, this the, person is so you're talking about the person you're talking about probably doesn't qualify because you have to make more than $30 million a year. Well, you're talking, you're saying over, what, all, you're over saying, what period of time? In a year, you have to make $30 million a year so in any to qualify year, for them going after your- Again, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not siding with rich people. I'm saying the I'm person saying you're the, just using the example- The principle doesn't, is so messed up. If a picture is worth a thousand words, um, Kylie Jenner is saying a whole lot about her boyfriend, Timothy Chalamet because she was in Milan recently for Fashion Week and El Mexico got a video or a video of her um, and when they froze it and then zoomed in, they could see what her lock screen is on her phone. You know who that guy is? That is Timothy Chalamet planning All a up kiss on, her. on yeah. Kylie Jenner. Uh, yeah, so if you put someone on your lock screen, you're that's, this is no longer just we're seeing how things go. I got, I got opinions This is, about we this. know how things are going and we are very much into each other. Now I got to see his phone. Now I, I got to see what his lock. You guys, this is huge because rumors started swirling with them around April. That's five months ago. They just went public last month with their relationship when they were seen kissing. I believe it was at the U.S. Open. So this is a very new relationship. So when they first, the rumors started swirling of them dating, this could mean they were dating earlier than this when they first started seeing each other. Or it just means that Kylie Jenner fell really fast for Timothy and put him on her lock screen. And Because usually it's her kids. I'm pretty sure we've seen some phone screens of hers yeah. that are usually her kids. And so this is big. This well, is Oh, what do they feel Nikki, about getting Nikki, bumped? When were those pictures of the two of them at his house and going out for tacos and whatnot? How long I, ago? Uh, that was like April, six May. Months? April. Yeah, April, May. Okay. So about so, five, six months ago. Yeah. And so 
go back to the picture, the couple of things. Number one, <laughs> she is showing that to the cameras. She is, you don't uh, hold the phone. You do not no, hold the phone. Harvey, no. no. That's you how you hold your not, phone. No. There's no. one of those yes, things. Yes, 100%. Where, I call this, I call this, no, this is, I call this a like clutter that. hands situation. No. Where you're trying to do too much. No. She's trying to put on her glasses, but she's still got the phone around. She knows what Just, she's doing. No, no, no. Please. I don't she think this was intentional. She, I truly don't think this was intentional. I don't think she cares, but I don't think it was intentional. I think it's intentional because I'll, I'll tell you why. Let me make my case. All right. She, Nikki, am I right? She has never shown PDA before, Timothy. To Timothy at the U.S. Open uh, no, at the no, end before, of last month. Before with other with other boyfriends. With other no, boyfriends. yeah, she's been seen on the yeah. red carpet kissing Travis Scott on the cheek and things like that. They've been, she's been very PDA. Yeah, very PDA. Okay. Well, no. Oh my now god. Now he's gonna start. Well, Here well, we go. All I'm, all I'm saying is that I think, I think she's different with Timothy Chalamet, and I think that you know what they've done at the U.S. Open, what they've done elsewhere. I think she's intention. That's why I say this is intentional because I think she is intentionally wanting to show this. And, you know, I, this is a super serious relationship is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, well, that's your deep, my, my no, all I'm, deep say, research, it's I, a, I'm saying that's intentional too. That, holding the phone up that way, she knows what she's doing. I just doing. wanna know what her kids think about getting that, bumped off. Yeah, the kids, got, the kids just got booted. <laughs> I will say this about the uh, Timothy's relationship and Kylie. To Harvey's point, she is very intentional about when she came out with him, meaning at Beyonce concert. She knew yes. there was a bunch of people at the Beyonce concert. U.S. Open, a huge place where people are always By the way, looking for a bunch of people, including Travis Scott, was also at that right. concert. True that he was there. So uh, this is a very new relationship for Kylie. And, you know, when she we did see her do PDA to Harvey's point, she was on the red carpet with uh, Travis Scott after they had had Stormy. So they had been dating for a very long time. So maybe he is right that she was intentional holding the phone. I don't think it's true because sometimes I'm clutter hands and I can't really my phone's falling all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I think she just did the same thing. But um, and it's and it's funny, too, because she was sitting front row and she didn't have her phone facing outwards. You would think that would be a more opportune place to do it is when everyone's. No, that would be you. too obvious. She has intentional written all over her face. <laughs> Nelson from Hartstown, Pennsylvania. I agree with Harvey here. I don't think that was a mistake at all. She knew what she was doing. She could have easily flipped her phone the other way. And yeah, this is, to me, that's a, uh, you're going from semi-serious to serious with, with this move yep. here. Boy, if she has a, a, a laptop or an iPad and it's on there, they're getting married. First comes love, <laughs> first comes love, then comes iPhone, then comes iPad. Desktop. Desktop, <laughs> then marriage. Right. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to another photo op. Um, I, I think pretty obvious now that Taylor Swift uh, is firmly in the corner of Sophie Turner in her divorce from Joe Jonas because they were out again uh, together in New York City um, two nights in a row. Yeah, this is weird. It's weird, isn't it? It's almost weird. And... You know, everywhere Taylor goes in New York City, there are definitely going to be cameras. But they're there. not but like Sophie is also like getting best friends. They are good friends. No, they, they're not as they, they were not best friends like this. But you could be friends and then have a common enemy and then become besties. That definitely happened. But wait a minute, Charlie. She really wasn't an enemy of Joe's. She wasn't. But I, I'm telling you, I, we're look, we're. Trying to find this well, out. Well, no, I agree with you that I think she this is, is, she's taking a stand on this. By right, doing this. that she feels that Sophie was sort of dragged through the mud 
uh, when the news of the divorce came out. So. And also, remember, Taylor has talked about when her and Joe dated back in 2008. And look, it was only for a couple months. But it seemed to have ended kind of sourly at that time because she had said that he broke up with her over like a 25-second yeah. phone call. So that wasn't really good. She did write songs about him. Um, but then later she said that now she sends gifts to him and his wife, which, of course, was Sophie Turner. But she's obviously taking a stand here. We know that everything that Taylor does is very calculated. To be hanging out and pretty much posing with Sophie Turner two times in one week, that is saying something. That is showing your support and picking a side. And so, they went out after dinner, too. And they went out after dinner, too, I think a club. Yeah. So, um, look, here's the deal. Sophie Turner wants the an agreement that she struck with Joe when they were a family to be enforced now in divorce, meaning that the kids should go to England with her because they always planned on moving to England. The problem with that is once they split and he files or anybody files for divorce, that deal is off. And now all the judge looks at is what's in the best interest of the kid. The deal is irrelevant. And, at, and if Sophie wants to live in England and he wants to live in the United States, the judge is not going to say, well, you made a deal that you, she, you're no. going to live in England. The they judge work is, out a, a new custody arrangement. Or the judge is going to have to work it out if they can't, and that's what right. a trial is for. Right. So either they settle and figure out how the kids are going to go back and forth, or there's going to be a custody trial, hmm. and the judge is going to lay down the law and say, here's the way it's going to be. Bald News Network Alabama, we are Team Sophie here. Hey, Joe Jonas, it's not 2008. This isn't Camp Rock. This is the queen of the North's time. Team Sophie all day long, baby. Where did you wow. get that? I, with, think with, it's, it's, I think it's homemade. I think it's just a Sharpie. Yeah, so it's, it's actually backwards. My wife threw this together real quick with, uh, with a marker. <laughs> no, no, it works. No, it's, it, it's perfect. It reads right on camera. <laughs> That's amazing. Send that guy a TMZ t-shirt. It'll I, say TMZ. It's not going to be better than that one. TMZ Sophie on it. <laughs> it is happening. Uh, it is actually going to happen. Elon Musk's company, Neuralink, you've probably heard about this for a few years now. This is where they would implant a chip in your brain um, that basically gives you access to the internet. Well, it, it, it starts with you know trying to cure epilepsy, um, to paralysis. So there's, are there are medical reasons yes. for Neuralink, but it has that ability that you just mentioned. And they have, uh, they have been cleared for human, to start human tests. Uh, Neuralink says it's in the process of recruiting uh, the people who, are, who will be part of their, their uh, test groups. And, and then who knows how long it'll be before it's actually, you know, available to the public. So it is a brave new world, although I'm not sure how brave we are. A lot of people uh, are afraid of what this technology could do. Um, what are the concerns? Should we be concerned? Uh, joining us now to uh, address that is someone who is a professor of ethics in AI, Dr. Marcello Yenka, and he is joining us right now. Dr. Yenka, welcome to TMZ Live. Hi, thanks for having me. Dr. Yenka, I, I think first we should talk about what this could mean for people because, you know, I had a conversation with Elon Musk about this and I was blown away when he talked about this could literally take a quadriplegic and allow them to walk and have the use of their arms 
could cure epilepsy. So this could be one of the most transformative things in the history of medicine. Absolutely. I mean, we live in a world where we have several hundreds of millions of people with disorders of the brain and mind. And currently, we cannot cure many of these disorders, uh, and we cannot cure what we cannot measure. So we need technologies that can measure brain activity and develop better solutions for people in need. So how exactly does it work, uh, Dr. Yanke? Is it that it's basically short, it's short-circuiting the brain where, where it's, the brain can't communicate to a certain part of the body? It's replacing that circuit with the, the Neuralink basically replaces that circuit. Is that roughly how it works? Yeah, so to put it very simply, this technology is called a brain-computer interface. And as the name suggests, it's all about connecting a brain to a computer in a way that bypasses the neuromuscular system. So instead of interacting with computers like we usually do using a keyboard or a voice, uh, we just use our brains. We have a system that records uh, brain activity and sends uh, this message to uh, an AI algorithm that classifies this information correctly, and then it controls, it uses this information to control a robotic device. Uh, the trial that they are currently conducting is about allowing people with quadriplegia, so people who cannot move neither their uh, upper nor lower limbs, to control a computer cursor with their thought. It's wow. Just amazing. All of this sounds absolutely amazing, and it all sounds positive. But I think anytime you're dealing with something this powerful, um, there are concerns about, you know, you're basically hooking your brain to the internet, right? To a computer that, that I don't know if it would be Neuralink or another company that's hosting. You could have Google in your brain. But, and yes, you could have Google in your brain. And that means that Google has access to your thoughts. Is that, I mean, is that accurate? Because that's what it seems like. It is accurate in, in some sense. So once you connect a human brain to a computer, you make the human brain vulnerable uh, of everything that a computer is vulnerable to, including cybersecurity risks and including privacy risks. Now, you're right. Anytime you have a technology that is very powerful, we have both uh, high benefits and potential risks. And uh, in many other cases, uh, we were not very good at managing the risks. If you look at how social media technology developed, um, we were simply unable to deal with all the risks that that generated. I hope we will not follow the same trajectory with, uh, with brain technology. Doctor, if you knew what other people were thinking as they were thinking it, there's no way you could have a, a society where people, right. you know, where there are friendships and relationships and things like that. It would all be blown apart. I mean, that's what I was thinking. What do you think? I think it's not a crazy thought at all. I think it's, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, I do think that the privacy of our mind is really the last bastion, the last refuge of privacy we have. We have seen in the last few years privacy eroding everywhere, uh, information about uh, us is increasingly available online, uh, but at least we are retaining some control about the information that we decide to keep in our minds and not to share with the rest of the world. Uh, it's, funnily enough, somewhere in 1984, Orwell writes, 
uh, nothing was your own except those few cubic centimeters inside your skull. So even in the dystopian world of 1984, there is this idea that at least people can retain control over their minds. Um, and I do think that if we lose control over the information in our, inside our minds, we lose control uh, of everything that is important to us, and we probably cease to exist as human persons. I would imagine that that's part, they've got to wall off your data, right? Because if your data yeah. is, it's got to be walled off in, in some sort of behind a, a wall, and if, because otherwise, we're doomed. Yes. So let me let me reassure our audience. So uh, for the next 10 years, probably these technologies will only remain in the field of biomedical research and clinical use. And in fact, this trial is about people with quadriplegia. And we know that data uh, processing in the medical field is extremely well regulated. So there is nothing to worry about there. Uh, but Companies like Neuralink and many others are also advertising on the long-term uh, consumer use of these technologies. And many uh, players in the market are already commercializing non-invasive uh, consumer technologies. And there, the consumer market is really not well-regulated, uh, at least not as well as the medical field is regulated. Uh, I'm so glad we had you on. First of all, it's a remarkable achievement if right. this actually works. It will be transformative in a way that we have rarely seen, but the perils are real. And I I'm so grateful that you came on. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. All right, I, I have a feeling maybe we'll talk in a- I think a, we're gonna talk. We're gonna be talking again, definitely, as this develops. Thank you so much, Doctor. Wow, this is where the world is heading. Okay, we gotta take a break. All right, uh, when we come back, Blue Face's sometimes girlfriend, <laughs> mother of his child, Krishan was seen out with their newborn, and there's a lot of criticism about how she is treating this child. Some basics about motherhood that seems Krishan forgot. Welcome back to TMZ Live. The good news is that rapper Blueface and his sometimes girlfriend, Krishan Rock, are not fighting right now. This has been one of the most volatile relationships we've ever seen. Ever. Um, ever. In the history of, I was gonna say in, in Hollywood, but really in the history of mankind. Uh, they had their baby. Uh, she had the baby, um, what, maybe a month ago or so? Yeah. So they've got a newborn. And there are problems. But there are problems um, that don't involve Blueface so much, although Krishan is kind of blaming Blueface. So what happened is she went out to Walmart yesterday and some, someone recognized her and decided they were gonna shoot some video. And you see the newborn whopping back, like, I don't know a she's lot not, about babies. She, she's I not haven't cradling, had a baby. Yeah, but so she's I not cradling I, the head, and that's right. something even we know. And I feel bad, yeah. you know, criticizing, but I know that, that you've got to support the head of the baby. Right. So someone posted this, and it became, became a whole big thing online. Um, Blueface saw the video also, and his take on it was actually kind of, he didn't really attack her. He said, look, she's going to be all right. She'll figure this out. Um, I think some of the fans wanted her to wanted him to be more involved, and he just said, I'm not going to micromanage her and the baby. She said I was doing too much, so I'm backing off, and don't worry about it. She'll be all right, in essence, is what he said. I'm so, not sure that that's necessarily the right way of looking at it, where the father just backs off and says, Right, when well, you see something like that, yeah. maybe get involved. Right. Now, uh, all of this 
you know, Krishan, of course, of course, saw all this and then fired back that, you know, look, what do you guys want me to do? The woman who was... Cradle the baby's head. Yeah, all right. Well, here's Krishan. <laughs> here's... Yes, that's it, Krishan, that's all. Uh, here is her response to all the haters online. Instead of that lady recording me, she could have just helped me. I got a dog, two carts full of... I need for my house. Um... I'm calling my baby daddy. Is he helping? No. So I don't know why he's chiming in either. Uh, this mom is cool, but man, your mind is racing 36, eight hours a day. And then transitioning to beings, everything in my situation, I don't know. Like everything is just overwhelming. I want to say something. I, I agree with her on something. Yep. That the woman who saw her who felt it was so wrong Help to stand the there child. and say, go, go up to her and say, this is a newborn, maybe you haven't had a kid before, here's what you should be doing, yeah. rather than just standing back watching it. If you think it's so bad that you're putting, you're shooting and putting it online, maybe say that to her, she's got a point. Well, yeah. Harvey, maybe the woman knew who she was talking to or seeing, uh, Krishan Rock. Well, obviously she did, I think. So with yeah. that being said, Krishan Rock, is, she's a very iffy person. You don't know who you're gonna get and maybe the lady didn't wanna uh, get gone off on in the middle of Walmart. Honestly, I feel like Krishan can't win for losing, but I do feel like she kind of puts herself in these situations. Like you said, she just had this baby and she's been doing a lot. She's been out and about a lot. Instacart exists. If you need items for your house, for the baby, you can stay at home. I'm not saying you don't have, she doesn't have to not go out, but I'm just saying if you're that overwhelmed or you have a dog, you have the baby where you can't cradle the baby's head, you have two full carts of grocery items for yourself, and you're saying, I need help, I, I need help, then you don't need to be going out. She was also getting criticized not too long ago for being in the studio and having the baby so close to a microphone. And her response to that was, well, the baby had headphones on, but people still think the baby is too young to even be in a situation like that so I just feel like Krishan is a young mom she's 23 years old I don't know if she's if she says she doesn't you know this is her first her first child she's got to get something together and as far as blue goes he picks and chooses when he wants to be a father when he, he gets mad at Krishan and then it's I want the baby I want the baby but then when Krishan's nice to him and he sees and she's getting backlash now it's I have nothing to do with it I don't I don't like that at all okay well I would not dare argue with Tawanda on this because she has a whole encyclopedia on this thing <laughs> We're just gonna fall back. <laughs> Hi, it's your girl Anel LS, aka Ms. Vaps of Swag Creator here in Oakland. And my take on the Kershawn and Blue Shine thing, um, I kinda agree with her. She is a new mom, so like give her some room to like grow and breathe. And then in the part where she was talking about she respects her baby daddy, like that's like that's some real <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah, well that's the part where she's losing everybody. Yes. Because like, we've seen We've otherwise. seen <laughs> yes. Uh, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, moving on now to Jeannie Mai and Jeezy's divorce. Uh, and what happened? Yeah, everyone is really was really shocked. He filed for divorce in Georgia, um, and I think fans saw something, took something that they saw as innocent about a month before he filed for divorce, and started to run with it because they're trying to figure out what happened. What happened? Jeannie uh, actually was co-hosting Access Hollywood in August for about, I think for a week with, uh, with Mario Lopez. And they had a lot of chemistry. A lot of people saw that when they were on. And now the, the rumor that started going crazy online is that that's why Jeezy filed for divorce because they think that Jeannie and Mario Lopez had some affair. 
We've spoken to people close to Jeannie who have said this is absolutely not true. Um, what they saw on camera definitely was a good working relationship, but that's it. So I actually spoke to people uh, close to Jeannie who told me that, look, any chemistry that you saw on screen with Mario and her, that was just a professional work relationship. It's all for the cameras. Of course, they are friendly, but to say that she's she um, fully cheated on Jeezy and that's why they're divorcing is just absolutely not true. She's was very faithful in that relationship and you know not necessarily a point that people around her made but just a point that I will make is that Mario's also married so when you're accusing two married people of cheating I mean it gets really dicey and you guys know how it goes. Rumors just spread so wild on social media and and things just like snowball and become out of control and there's just really nothing here. This is a this is one of those cases where you know we always talk about when people get divorced there's sometimes a race for the courtroom who's going to actually right. file first because everyone in the public assumes whoever files first was the person who was done wrong. And sometimes it's not that anybody was done wrong that they're just it, splitting up. Absolutely. Yeah, and I am told that Jeannie is devastated. She is heartbroken over this divorce. And just right now, she's just focusing on doing what's best for her one-year-old daughter, Monaco. And that's kind of that right now. This is Donnie, uh, ATB Parmalee uh, from Chicago. I just think that people are looking for, uh, you know, a reason because uh, pretty much there's really no reason floating YGZY uh, pretty much fouled. So... You know, maybe flirtatious on, on Access Hollywood, but it's nothing more than that. Um, I just think people are trying to make something out of nothing. What part of much. Chicago do you live in? Uh, Naperville, pretty much. Uh, ah. Right outside of Chicago, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, uh, we are going to take are a break. Yes. Are you going to spare us a, a Chicago story? No, I just wanted to see if it was where I live. a Chicago story. Oh, God, you are impossible. <laughs> You know, yesterday we showed you um, <laughs> former NFL star, NFL Hall of Famer. Oh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. That was the best. Getting that was um, hysterical. Kind of dissed because uh, the photographer ended up going with. It was funny. With, it was really funny. With uh, Selena so Gomez funny. instead of him. But today is a day of redemption for Shannon because he did an amazing interview uh, with, uh, with Dwayne Wade for his podcast, for Shannon's podcast. And he got Dwayne to open up about a, a moment in his life that was really, really difficult. This is about nine years ago um, when, as the story goes, he and Gabrielle Union were on a break. They weren't married yet. Um, and during that break, he ended up getting another woman pregnant, had a baby, um, and he had to explain this to Gabby if they were gonna go forward together. So he opened up about that moment and how difficult it was for him and how much it is still a challenge in their relationship. The whole situation is is scary enough. Right. Um, you're a public figure. That's scary. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you've heard, you know that this is going to hurt someone. You know it's going to hurt. You know it's going to hurt. That you've been building a, a relationship with and a life with. Mm hmm You know, and I tried to pussyfoot around it. I tried to break up with her. Yeah. And, hey, you know, things has been bad lately. Hey, we've been having a little distance in yeah. our relationship anyway. Like, right. I tried all that. Right. She kept showing up. And so it hasn't been perfect. Uh, it, it would never be perfect, but that was nine years ago. Right. And we still, we go to therapy. Right. We've been to therapy. Right. We've had shouts about it. We've had regular conversations about it. And so it's been something that is going to continue to be something that I have to work at and work right. on. Hmm. A lot of times, people of his stature, people who are really, really famous. When they have missteps. And beloved. 
that they create a false image that everything's perfect and everything else and everybody has problems. But the fact that he can be so open and that you see that there's a word in psychology called gestalt, where you see the whole thing, mm -hmm. that you see how, you know, how loving that family is, how yeah. accepting that family is, but they also have problems. And just the fact that he can be that open about it, I think is really, really admirable. Well, also think about it this way. His son, Xavier, is nine years old, and eventually he's going to be you know, on Google searching his name, and he's only going to see these stories about how he had this child outside of right. his relationship with Gabrielle. So he's saying, look, no, this is my son. He bears my name, and I'm going to treat him as such. But I hurt for as well because you know there's a negative connotation to you know his name and his story and he, he wants people to realize look this is my family this is my child this is my story can we go back to the interview real quick i just love the atmosphere the of this place yeah i was wondering is that Cavassier? what are they drinking there i was, I was like, <laughs> and are they, and are I they was, actually I drinking was, it i was fixated on that i was trying to figure <laughs> it out and i couldn't but i just kind of like the vibe of the whole thing Hi, my name is Christian Segura from Orlando, Florida, and I just want to say that I think it's amazing that, you know, he came forward talking about exactly his past and what happened. And, you know, every day people go through stuff in their marriage, and I think it really just builds character to come forward, admit, and to try to work on the marriage because it's not an easy task, but, you know, it says a lot on both of yeah. their part. Yeah, I think that's what you hear him saying is like, I, I, this woman, no matter what, I, you know, she was there, so that's, that's why they got married. Yep. Big night for Lizzo, uh, who got a humanitarian award last night from the Black Music Action Coalition. Uh, they handed her the their humanitarian award for the year because of some incredible work she's done for several charities. But her speech seemed to be directed at the people who have filed lawsuits against her, her former dancers, a wardrobe staff for her tour. Were the people behind her Dancers as well. They are part of her dance troupe, I'm being told. But she said that she was going to keep, well, I'll let her, I'll let her say the words because it may be uncomfortable if I say it, but, but uh, she's going to keep repping for a certain group of Good people. move on your part. Yes, thank you. It's easy to do the right thing when everybody's watching you. And it's what you do in those moments where nobody's watching that defines who you are. And I'm going to continue to be who I am, no matter who's watching. And I'm going to continue to put on and represent and create safe spaces for black, fat women, because that's what the I do. Definitely more powerful coming from her also. And, and, and the fact that the dancers were there on stage with her? It's a statement. Yes. I mean, it is 100%. absolutely a statement. It's a statement, but the jury is literally still out on, on the truth of There's the allegations no or the falseness of the allegations There's that have been no levied against her. Jury. And I think it's a bad look for the organization to give this award to her while she is so radioactive and while this is all playing out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, how wait, wait, wait. You're radioactive you, you are because a you're a lawyer. lawyer. Derek, you understand how a the, lawyer. the legal system She's works? She's made a few people who have made, made allegations exactly. against her. And what is she supposed to do? Sit in a dark room for three years? There's no jury. There's no, there's no trial yet. Somebody made an untested allegation against her. Yes, and she has denied those allegations. She's yeah. done so publicly, and she has every right to do so, and she has every right to a so fair everybody, trial. So, so you said she, so everybody has to run for the hills? A humanitarian you, award in the middle of the you, storm. You this said, is outrageous. You said she's radioactive, Derek. 
at this moment in time, while these allegations are out there, until her name is cleared, which will play out through a court process. Oh so what God. you're, so what you're saying is guilty against. until oh proven God. innocent? Yeah, you are saying guilty until proven Wow. Absolutely Derek, as a lawyer, that's what this is. You are. Wow. Derek, you are. How do we, how do we get No, she is started. innocent until proven this, guilty. However, this? this organization, <laughs> having her platformed in this way, is an interesting choice, and I think a bad one, frankly. Sean Mendez had a rough go of it yesterday, did a little grocery shopping, which by the way, I actually, a celebrity like Sean Mendez going to buy groceries could be something, you're gonna run into a bunch of people, it's gonna be photographers, good on him for going to do you're his own. You're gonna give him a yes, medal? giving him credit <laughs> oh for doing his God. own grocery shopping, but at the end of the <laughs> grocery run, things did not go well when he opened the lift gate to his SUV. It's unbelievable. I, I feel for you, man. This, look at him, he's got, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, poor Sean. This happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. I stupidly stacked two six packs on top of each other. I don't know why I thought, didn't realize they were gonna fall over when I drove. And I opened the back and there was a broken beer bottle and beer all over the back of my car. You were drinking bad. 12 beers? It wasn't just for me. <laughs> You think I'm just sitting at home popping beer after beer at a party? Sure you did. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, have a good weekend, actually. Yeah.